We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Dr. Roger Tuttero and Jarrett McKenzie, and uh, we've been talking a little bit of everything, some uh, trade tariffs and economics. Mm. Let's get to a few questions. Uh, we do have some uh, questions today from our, our listeners. Uh, before we get into that, let's uh, give them a way that they can get in touch with us. Uh, you can call us, 770-429-9166. Talk to a human being and uh, ask your questions. You can also send a a uh, email, drgene at hensler.com. That's spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Uh, or you can call us on our question hotline, 1-855-429-9166. And uh, this week we actually do have one of those. Uh, Tom's got us a question, and I'm going to play it, and we'll answer right behind it. So here you go. My name is Tom. If you have some general electric stock, which... Uh, you bought it 24 and 17, and so you have a loss. Uh, would you dump it now as a loss cause and take the money and maybe buy Apple uh, or Amazon or one of the tech stocks or maybe even buy IBM? But the main question is, would you sell your GE right now? And if you have extra funds, then would you buy Apple or uh, Delta or something else. Uh, I would appreciate any suggestions. Thanks. Bye. All right. Well, there we go. Uh, Tom has got a question about GE. Jarrett, I know we talk a lot about oh, yeah. uh, about harvesting losses. If yeah. it's in a taxable account, it's probably uh, a relatively easy decision to make. We got mm-hmm. the markets up over 7% year to date. Uh, I would assume right. that uh, you know if you rebalance your account, uh, from some of those tech stocks and buy some of those that have been beaten up, then you're probably going to realize some gains. Yep. Uh, you can also realize a loss in GE short term and uh, and do the same. But to the uh, specifics of the question, uh, GE has suffered a yeah. lot lately uh, and, and probably for good cause. I mean, still the biggest question around GE is which of their assets are they going to sell mm-hmm. to get out of the quandary that they're in? Uh, that's never a good situation for a company. You don't want to have them see. I mean, you want your assets to be generating right. excess capital, which is precisely the reason that we invest in companies. So, um, you know, number one, if it is in a taxable account, it probably doesn't hurt. Uh, yeah, it makes it a lot more sensible for sure. I mean, if you're going to sell something for a loss and it's in a taxable account, yeah. And, and like we were talking about a week or two ago on the show, Troy, I mean, last year you didn't have these opportunities because everything was up. You right. know, and so this year when you got not only GE but some of these other consumer staples like we were talking about yeah. earlier that, you know, you can take a loss to help you take some of these IT gains that you've made and then offset some of that, uh, it's going to make it a lot more sensible to do it. And I would say, you know, if, if you are going to sell General Electric um, – yeah, that, that's probably a good idea to do. However, I don't know that I'd go in and, and buy some of these other companies that were mentioned at such premiums right. uh, because they certainly are trading at, at quite quite large premiums right now. But I'll, I'll tell you, we've had a number of clients ask some similar questions as Tom here. And so I've, I've had Troy's team uh, looking into GE quite a bit lately. And what, what the feedback I'm getting from them is that, look, while, while GE will very likely turn around at some point, and that may be two or three years from now, 
there are some there are a lot better opportunities for that money in the sure. meantime. So while you know we we might start looking at GE again down the road, I don't think that anytime soon that the kind of turnaround that's necessary there for a company that big is not going to be quick enough for it to be. I think sensible to hold something like that now when, when you got things like Procter and Gamble and uh, Walmart, McDonald's, some of these others that are still going to perform just as well during a downturn if that's where we're headed. Yeah. Uh, one quick comment on GE. If you can remember, there was a time where they had gotten so broad. They were in everything from technology to industrial yeah. to financial services. Everything. Sure. Where people were starting to say GE looks like a proxy for the S&P 500. Yeah, it was a so, mutual fund, no doubt. <laughs> that's right. So it, might, it may make some sense for them to step back and diverse themselves from their or divest themselves from what they see to be less than core industries yeah. sure. and get lean and mean and focus on a couple segments again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as far as my opinion on moving from industrials right now, which is what you would do into a technology stock, I, you know, of the ones that you asked, I think Apple is viable, but why wouldn't you look at uh, others in the industrial sector? Uh, maybe one like a floor corporation, FLR, uh, construction company had uh, uh, poor first quarter earnings uh, suffered from uh, some losses in um, in uh, power plant builds. Uh, company looks really attractive with a PEGI ratio. That's the forward PE divided by the growth plus yield of 0.56. We usually look for a company selling at one or lower in that regard. So it's cheap relative to its growth prospects. Uh, it's one yeah. that we do recommend. Lockheed Martin, another that uh, we really like. Uh, recommended in our, our dividend portfolio. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find some decent industrial companies right now, and, and I really would like that move better than yeah. trying to move out of industrials, which is a cyclical-type business, into technology, which is also cyclical. Right. You're not really getting a, a, a huge bump, and, and assuming that your portfolio is already uh, relatively well-diversified, why not leave it yeah. well-diversified? Uh, we do have some other questions, so why don't we just dive right in there, Uh Jarrett, this one looks like it might be for you. Carlos from Avondale Estate says, uh, I'm not married and don't have children, so I assume my retirement accounts will be part of my estate. My sister thinks I should create a trust to be the beneficiary, to be the beneficiary, that's easy to say, (laughs) of my IRA. That seems like a lot of expense. Uh, What would be the advantage of this? Well, first of all, I would say that, you know, while while I think there is a connotation associated with trust that they are expensive, um, they can be pretty straightforward and, and relatively inexpensive, particularly in a case like this where the, the majority of the estate is pretty simple. Uh, and I would say there, there's two main reasons, Carlos, why uh, I, I think personally um, that that would be a good idea if this is something you are considering and, and don't have the kids. Uh, number one being that the trust is going to give you some control from beyond the grave, as they say. Uh, that's, that's going to allow you to uh, stipulate some of your wishes and, and make sure that beyond just this money going outright to someone via an inherited IRA, which is how an individual would otherwise uh, assume these funds upon your passing, uh, the trust is going to allow you to make those stipulations and, and kind of dictate a little more so uh, how those funds are ultimately used. Uh, secondly, um, as you may or may not know, if, if the funds go into an inherited IRA for whomever you were to designate a beneficiary uh, of, that person is going to be required to 
uh, take a required minimum distribution from that account each year. All inherited IRAs have that requirement. Uh, but with the trust as beneficiary, uh, you would be able to, or, or the beneficiary, I should say, uh, of the trust is going to be able to stretch out those payments uh, over the, the lifetimes of either that generation or even multiple generations, which uh, is going to extend the longevity of that money. And so that may or may not be important to you. Uh, you know, I don't know how much extended family that you have, but uh, if you don't have a particular beneficiary in mind and and would like to have some say-so, if you will, uh, after your passing, then uh, the trust would give you a great opportunity to do that. And and again, the cost of them, while they can get uh, expensive if if you complicate matters by, you know, having very specific (coughs) trusts that uh, do certain things, I think for purposes of what we're talking about here as simply the beneficiary of an IRA, uh, you might find that it's it's relatively inexpensive and um, give you some different options there. So... All right, so uh, there you have it. Uh, one more question. I wondered how long this was going to take to make it to our radio show. Uh, <laughs> Sundar from Alpharetta asks, we hold Papa John's International as something fun to watch as the kids are very passionate about pizza. Uh, and by the way, I, I really do advocate getting your kids involved in, uh, in your investments, and this one uh, gives you lots and lots of lessons to talk about with the kids. Absolutely. Uh, so his question is, I've been reading the headlines about the founder, John Schneider, uh, resigning amid scandal, and now today uh, there are talks of a merger with Wendy's. This must have been last week. Uh, what is your outlook? So, uh, yeah, there there was uh, a uh, report that Schneider had been talking to Wendy's prior to his uh, dismissal from the company uh although I have not seen anything official now, and I think that probably is off the table. I would be amazed if Wendy's wanted to get in the middle of this mess at the moment. Yeah. Um, what we have seen, obviously, uh, and The price training, has certainly become more attractive, I would assume, though. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Uh, that's, that's the problem, though. We, we really haven't seen, uh, you know, the five-year earnings growth, uh, about 14%, a little better than 14%. So uh, earnings had been growing. Uh, since some comments that he made back during football season last year, uh, the stock has really been struggling. Uh, he tried to tie his abysmal sales uh, in the fall to um, to the NFL and their political issues. Uh, why in the world would a CEO want to politicize their business? I don't have a clue, but you see it happen way too often. Um, and, and now, you know, he... Uh, he was asked to uh, step down. He stepped down, and now he's since he owns 32% or thereabouts of the company, he's trying to fight his way back into uh, the the leadership role of the business. So I, I don't know if you guys have an opinion on this or not. Um, it, it just seems like a, a mess. And yeah. I think the company has even had to evoke the uh, their poison pill to keep him from taking over. Yeah. The, the one quick comment I will make about it is that this – while it's certainly no Enron, is just another example of the concentration risk you run if you overweight yourself to stuff that maybe you're very fond of or you work for the company or whatnot. Uh, Something as simple as a comment being made and the ramifications of that 
can can really hold a company back, uh, and and I don't want to say bring them down. That's clearly not where Papa John's is today. But uh, something that had nothing to do with the business prior to that happening is now causing the business to suffer greatly, and and, yep. and the shareholders as well ultimately. Uh, and is all the more reason that this is, should serve as a reminder to uh, diversify your investments and, and yep. not be too heavily weighted in any one thing. It's what we call specific company risk. Uh, yep. mm-hmm. You just never know the source of it, and quite often what you wind up with is I, you know just the actions of the CEO, something that somebody yeah. said. Honestly, I, you know, when I think about it for my for my kids, if I had owned uh, Papa John's for that sake, uh, what are you going to do with the with the kids sitting there watching? I don't see how you could own it at this point. I I would it's recommend a, a sale. It's an opportunity to tax loss harvest and show them how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know the other the other caveat to it is is it reminds us that when you have a CEO whose name's attached to the company or the right. company's so closely related to the image. I mean, that poses a different kind of risk for the corporate entity as well. Yeah, sure. Great point. And, but you're right, diversification matters. And, 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 and so maybe you need to pair your ownership in pizza stock with ownership in the producer Lipitor, for example. <laughs> there you go. It's a good hedge. There I like you that. Go. Uh, one of the other things that I'll say, and, you know, generally speaking, I, I'm not a huge fan of these businesses that are that have a huge concentration in ownership, especially the founder or the founding uh, family. Uh, you know, you see that a lot. Um, even even going back to uh, a, a project that I did in college uh, where I talked about Hershey's. Uh, Hershey's is controlled by trust. That trust can basically do whatever they want. Now, they've been benevolent in most cases, but uh, a few years back they decided that uh, – they wanted to diversify their holdings, and really they had a – Jared, you talk about diversification all the time. You probably could have led them into this, but the fact is if for all of the other holders of Hershey's, what they did was they decided that they would uh, sell their shares back to the company, their common shares, uh, in exchange for 10-to-1 voting rights and some new special shares. And in order to do this, they were going to fund it with debt that the company would actually be on the hook for. Now, there is no way in the world that you can tell me that's beneficial to yeah. equity holders in this case. And uh, in the in the even I think it was last year we saw a little bit more uh, where some of those folks were were self dealing. The members of the trust, uh, you know, you just run a huge risk when you've got uh, ownership in such a, a concentrated spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, here we see it again with uh, Papa John's, uh, John Schnatter doing some crazy things. I think they've even removed his likeness off the front of the box. That's that's one of the things that they were doing. Now, I, you know, at this point, uh, the man's made quite a lot of money. And you know what's bizarre about this? What's that? When he stepped down, the stock spiked higher in price. Not huge, but maybe 5%. So... I mean, the the market has spoken. You mm-hmm. out of the business is actually better for the business. You made money by quitting. Right. <laughs> Go to the beach, buddy. Yeah. I, well, I you know, I well, they know. see a resolution to the PR problem that they have. Exactly. With that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no doubt. All right. Well, uh, we just have a few minutes uh, left, but I think we can cover something else here. We got Paul from Kennesaw says uh, TDS was down significantly in Wednesday's late market drop. Uh, is this an opportunity to buy? Um, I tell you what, TDS is a, a holding company, basically, uh, for another one of those family founder ownership situations. Uh, TDS, Telephone and Data Systems, uh, telecommunications company, the biggest thing that it holds 
uh, is uh, stock in, what is the underlying, I forget now, uh, USM, so it's uh, US Mobile, um, and, and it's a, a huge position. The, the uh, earnings growth over the past few years has been about 14.5%. It's not widely followed, so you don't have a lot of uh, opinion from analysts on it. But uh, when I look at what we got going on there, uh, it, it really just doesn't look like that attractive of a situation. Uh, I, you know, it's down. It's probably down for a reason, and I think you probably do well to avoid that. So next week, market up or down? Dr. Tadaro, what do you think? Don't know, but the Fed will pass and not raise rates. There we go. Market's up if you ask me. You're listening to Money Talks. We'll catch you next week. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.